In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. In 1994, I stood in this pulpit and preached my very first sermon on that exact text. So about 15 years later, when I received a call from someone here at the cathedral asking if I would be involved in a search process to become the new dean here. It felt like coming home. And I really believed, and I still do, that God called me here. But God was doing a lot of other things as well. When we first moved to Jacksonville, we rented a house in Mandarin. We were bringing our furniture in, and Bonnie Grissett, who's since passed away, came over with her vacuum cleaner so that when I unrolled my rugs, she would vacuum them, which I'll never forget. As we were unpacking the boxes, I heard a knock on the front door. I opened the door to find an older woman who was holding the hand of her grandson, whose name was Ryan. She and her husband lived next door to us. She introduced herself and asked me, do you have any children? And I said, yes, I have three boys. At the time, their ages were 11, nine, and almost five. She started to cry. I said, is everything okay? Are, are you okay? She said, I'm sorry that I'm crying. Let, let me explain. My daughter, my only daughter, was diagnosed with cancer while she was pregnant with Ryan. She didn't want to treat the cancer while the baby was inside of her, and so by the time Ryan was born healthy and well, the cancer had spread. She's fighting for her life, and Ryan will never have any brothers and sisters, so I got down on my knees and I prayed to God and I said, God, would you please have a five-year-old boy move in next door so Ryan has someone to play with. I thought to myself, here I was thinking I was called to be the dean. Meanwhile, the real call was for Max. <laughs> I do think that God calls us into friendship. That a true friendship is a gift from God and is arranged by God. 
and by the angels. When the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary, the angel said to her, your relative, your kinswoman, Elizabeth, is also pregnant. It was as if the angel was saying, I want you guys to get together now. In the ancient Greek, the word relative, sugenor, is a very big word. So we don't know what Elizabeth was to marry. We don't know if she was her first cousin once removed or her great aunt. But in the biblical times, none of that stuff really mattered. If you were related to someone, you were related to them. And they didn't seem to care about the details. In fact, the word for cousin can also mean brother. But we do know that Elizabeth was descended from Aaron, who was Moses' brother, Aaron the priest. So we know that Elizabeth and then Mary came from a holy line of the tribe of Levi. And I bet, I think we can conclude that probably Mary with her family would travel down to Jerusalem for the Passover because most people did that. And if she was related to Elizabeth, then Mary would have stayed in Elizabeth's home. And we know that Elizabeth was a lot older than Mary and that Elizabeth could have no children. So probably, I would imagine, Elizabeth would have showered Mary with love. Here was a little girl coming into her house. I know, I'd go nuts. So Mary and Elizabeth developed a friendship over the years, and Mary felt loved and known. There's a word that the Celtic Christians use for a special kind of friendship. It's called anamkara. Anam means soul. Kara means friend. A soul friend. They believe that we all, sometime in our lives, are given a soul friend that God calls us to be in relationship with. And it is that friend who helps us figure out who we are. And without them, we would never fully know ourselves. You see, human beings are not designed to figure out God's will by ourselves. We need someone to help us. There needs to be a Trinitarian relationship between God and us and someone else. We need that person that says, you're acting very weird this week, what's going on? And you say, I'm fine. And they say, no, you're not. And you say, oh, yeah, I'm not. Or the person that you say, I want to do this. And they say, that's a terrible idea. Or the person who sees 
the best in you, who really sees you, who knows your faults, but thinks you're beautiful and awesome and wonderful. When Mary comes to Elizabeth, when she meets her Anamkara, her soul friend, that's when Mary realizes who she is and what's really going on with her. Until that time, Mary seems very small and very passive. But when she sees her soul friend, Elizabeth says to her, you are blessed. Look what God has done for you. And when Elizabeth sees Mary, Mary realizes, you're right. My soul magnifies the Lord. Mary gives this speech, this song that has traveled down through the centuries that is a song of so much power and strength. This young woman who was powerless in that time recognizes her strength because of her friend. You know, Nazareth is 80 miles from Jerusalem. And as soon as the angel Gabriel came to Mary, it says in the Gospel of Luke that Mary went with haste to visit her cousin, her relative, Elizabeth. Mary didn't waste any time. She knew exactly where she needed to be to get the support and nurture that she needed in order to birth the Son of God. Mary knew where to go. One year after we moved to Jacksonville, Ryan's mom died. Max bought his first suit to wear to the funeral. And Ryan's family asked Max to sit in the front row, right beside Ryan. I was in the back of the church and I saw Max's little arm go around his friend all during the service that arm was around his friend I've been trying to build these things called discipleship groups here at the cathedral and many people are like ah, I don't have the time or why would I want to do that I'm trying to bring together four or five people it works well if they're all female and all male but it could work either way. But I want you to find your soul friends, people that will pray with you and mourn with you and walk with you through the joy and the sorrow. My discipleship group has been meeting now for, I guess, eight years, and now I can't think of anything more important that I do with my week than that hour I spend with them because I can trust that they're going to tell me the truth and they're going to love me when I act like a maniac or 
when I act like an angel and everything in between. God calls you to find your people. Remember Jesus, when he sent the disciples out, he sent them out not alone, two by two. Please, find your soul friends. And I don't think it's your spouse. That's a wonderful relationship, but it's different. That's a different vocation. I'm talking about somebody who is only and uncomplicatedly your friend, not your romantic love, not your parent, not your child, just your friend. Maybe a cousin's okay, but seemed to work with Mary and Elizabeth. But don't try to go at this alone. It's too hard. We need each other. We need our Anam Kara, our soul friend, and preferably, maybe, more than one of them. Amen.